everlasting life. You know, looking at heaven, paradise, all the nice things, which is whatever you call about it. But is hell a fair punishment? I've been a good guy. I've seen no drama, you know, but is hell fair? Before I answer that, <laughs> because if I just say yes, then it's like, well, how can you say that for the mm. reasons you've given? Mm. You know, isn't it a bit overkill? Mm. Like, we live for probably, if you're lucky, 100 years, mm. 70 to 100. And then if you die, if you're not with God, your punishment is to be, you know, in the fires and eternally punished and all that kind of stuff forever. It seems like overkill. But I think often it looks like that as well because we're looking at it from our own perspective. And I want to offer a couple of points that will help people to think about this in a slightly different way. Because again, a lot of it comes down to how we understand this punishment, how we understand why hell even exists. And the Bible makes it clear that God created hell for the devil and his angels, not for humankind. But the devil and the angels don't want God. So they need to be somewhere. Same thing with the human beings who don't want God, where they're going to be. They don't really want to be in heaven, because for them that would be hell, because they don't want God. A yeah. um, couple other points I'd want to make is this. When it comes to asking is hell fair, we've got to have a proper understanding of what sin is. And the gravity of how bad it is. Think about it like this. You're a father, you've got a child, and if you're talking to your child, and you ask them to do some particular things, like, you know, go and pick up something for me from the kitchen, mm. and they tell you, no. You feel something inside, you're like, yeah, yeah. wait a minute, <laughs> I told you to go and get something yeah. from the kitchen. Yeah. Now, if they told you, if they went further and said, I'm not getting it, and I'm, not, I'm never listening to you again, or I'm not getting it, and I don't care what you say, and get a bit rebellious with it, or I'm going to do, you start even feeling more of an anger towards them. And this is just you and the child. And it's there because of your connection with that child and you wanting the best. But look at it from our standpoint of God. God is God, yet he's given us the choice, the capacity to say, no, God, no, thank you. And turn and walk from him. So from a level of God's level, that must, I can't even fathom how that must come back to God. I can't fathom how that works. And sometimes as well, the severity of a crime, you don't understand, is actually based on the level of who's being offended. So if I punch a woman in, in the face tomorrow, might get reported, you know, might end up locked up for a night, might go to the police station. If I went tomorrow and punched the Queen in her face, it's going to get on the news. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's going to get into the papers. It's going to... Why? Because it's not just any other woman, it's the Queen. Yeah. See, if you follow that logic and keep doing it, who you offend also affects the, pun- also affects the severity of what you're handed down to as a punishment. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. again, cool. you take that from us and take that to God. It's like, all right then, God, these people are rebelling or they don't want you or they want to live their own life. What do you do? Yeah. So we understand punishment. We understand justice in courts. Someone's raping women, you know, for for joke, keeps doing it. We want justice. We want something to happen to them. Mm-hmm. Yet when God's been wronged or offended or things aren't going the way he wants to do it and he has a line of punishment we has a line of dealing with it yeah. we don't like it we want to change it mm, sure. <laughs> um the other thing as well is this jesus talks about gnashing of teeth it's in matthew 13 41 to 42 um and matthew 13 let's have a look verse 50 okay and i never understood that made me um i puzzled over it like gnashing of teeth there'll be gnashing of teeth 
And I've heard another talk by C.S. Lewis, I it's in his book, Problem of Pain, okay. um, where he says that, I willingly believe that the damned are in one sense successful rebels to the end, that the doors of hell are locked on the inside. We often think of hell as people being locked away and God putting the key in and locking it. But actually he's painting a different picture to say people have got the key and they're inside and they're in there because they're rebels to the end. They don't want God's way, they don't want anyone else's way, but they don't want to be there either. Yeah. So God's like, alright then, not my will, but your will be done, which is also what C.S. Lewis said. In, in, at the end, that's what God would say, either my will be done or your will be done. So it's almost like there has to be some room and a setup that caters for those who just by nature just rebel against God and don't want nothing to do with God. So is hell fair from God's perspective completely? Because he knows the severity of the crime. He knows the severity of the offence. Sin is not just you did a wrong behaviour today. It's an offence against a God. Okay. Yeah, it's not just me offending my sister or my brother. It's against God. It's like the courts. If you actually are taken to the Crown Court today, mm. guess who you've offended? Not the person who's in the court, the queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, so it's buried in our own laws, but we just miss that and kind of move it when it seems fit for us. So yeah, hell is fair, but within the justice of God, and that won't suit all people. Some people still won't like that, and I can't do anything about that. But that's just a few answers to why I would say yeah, hell is fair. <laughs>